Welcome to Small But Mighty, a podcast for small business owners. I'm your host and fellow entrepreneur, Kalina Stormer. Through my day-to-day experience of entrepreneurship, I've become obsessed with helping others grow their small businesses through marketing and mindset. I believe that by simply starting with small steps and shifts, we can create huge, and dare I say, mighty results. Through practical, easy-to-apply strategies and tips, join me as we tackle new challenges, grow ourselves, and take our businesses to new heights. You ready? Let's jump right in. Hey guys, I hope that this finds you well. Hope you're having a beautiful day today. Um, So yeah, just a couple updates here on our end. Um, We just recently celebrated two years of opening our storefront. So that was last week um, on July 24th, which is just so crazy to think about. And um, last year we had had a really big, we called it the parking lot potty, like P-A-W-T-Y, since we have a dog boutique. (laughs) We had a big party um, in the parking lot of our shopping center and it was so fun. Um, and, you know, obviously with everything going on now, we're not able to do that. So feeling a little bit disappointed that we're not able to, but, um, you know, such is life and such is this year. And we're just kind of taking it one um, step at a time. And so instead of putting all of that energy into planning a party this year, I wanted to kind of channel that onto the podcast here and talk to you guys um, about some lessons that I've learned. You know, since we opened the doors to our storefront two years ago, there have just been so many things that I've learned and, you know, so many ways that I've grown just from opening our shop. And I thought that it might be helpful to share some of those with you today. So I'm going to talk about nine different things that I've learned um, in two years since we opened up the doors to our storefront. And this is, these things are pretty much applicable to any type of business, whether you're, you know, a, um, a retail shop owner like, like I am currently, or if you're a course creator or a service provider or a freelancer, whatever, like wherever you fall, all of these can, um, be relatable to you and can hopefully help you. So yeah, I've just been reflecting, um, coming up with some, some things to share with you guys. So I've just been thinking of, you know, back over the couple years, um, these last couple years and some of the lessons that I've learned, um, and some of the takeaways that I've had. So, okay, let's go ahead and we can jump right in. And the first lesson that I've learned, um, is that it's less about hitting your goals and more about who you're becoming along the way. And to be honest, this one's probably the most important one and the biggest one that I want to hit home because this is truly like reflecting back. This has been the biggest lesson and takeaway that I've had. So truth bomb for you guys. (laughs) Um, I haven't actually hit a lot of the goals that I've set for myself for Hunter and June for our um, specialty dog boutique. Uh, I'm very driven and I tend to set lofty and if I'm being honest, perhaps... (laughs) unrealistic goals at times for myself. And, you know, many of them I haven't achieved. 
And sometimes that just feels so hard. And I'm sure many of you guys can relate. Um, I'm an Enneagram three, so I'm very driven. I am always stretching myself and trying to achieve goals. Um, so, you know, if you're an Enneagram three, I know you can relate. And even if you're not, I'm sure as a small business owner, an entrepreneur, a freelancer, like you're a hustler, you have dreams, you have goals, like you're trying to achieve, you're trying to bring into reality. So I completely understand sometimes when you're not achieving those, it feels so hard. But recently, I have started to look at this a different way. And I've started to, instead of like always looking forward at the goals I'm trying to reach, instead I've started to look back and reflect on who I was when I started Hunter in June and contrast her to who I am now. And this has just been so empowering for me because I'm starting to realize, oh my gosh, by setting those goals and by striving towards them and stretching myself like literally every day so far outside of my comfort zone, I am a better person. Like I have grown so much. I look back on the person who I was when I started and I am completely different today. So rather than focusing on the actual achievement of your goals, what I would do is challenge you to reflect instead on who you've become on account of trying to achieve them. Now I'm not saying that like, you know, a not to achieve your goals, not to stretch and try, um, you know, achieving your goals feels really good, but I would challenge you instead to think about who you are becoming as a result of stretching yourself and trying to achieve them. So look back and ask yourself, how have you grown? How are you better? How are you different? You know, what skills have you developed that will serve you for life? Not even just in your business, but in every area and aspect of your life. I have found this reflection just to be so empowering and even on those hard days when you realize that you you know maybe didn't achieve what you thought you would or you didn't hit that goal you can still realize that you are a bigger better version of yourself for even trying and I just think that has made such a world of difference and it's one of the biggest lessons and takeaways that I have since starting our business. All right, so first lesson is that it's less about hitting your goals and it's so much more about who you are becoming along the way. So the second lesson that I have is that there's no failing, there's only pivoting. Now, I used to think when something wasn't working that I had failed. I definitely had like that black or white mind. If it didn't work, it was a failure. I had messed up and I had failed. But throughout my business, I have started to learn that uh, rather than failing, I reframe it, I'm actually pivoting. So in our businesses, we're constantly looking for what's not working and what we could do better. So when something isn't working, we tweak it. You know, we're entrepreneurs are problem solvers. We're constantly like changing, editing, adapting, you know, we're pivoting all the time. So there is no failing. Let's just eliminate that from our vocabulary. We're not failing. We didn't fail. We simply realized what didn't work and we can create a better way. So we pivot into a new way of doing things and that way serves us and our business better. So let me ask you, what is something that you think that you failed at within your business? Is there something that comes to mind? And can you reframe this into a pivot? So instead of failing, can you see how you just realized in this situation that thing wasn't working? And then how can you tweak this into something that better serves you? So where can you pivot into something better that works better for you in your life right now with your business? And I also want to note a pivot can be a total 180. Like maybe you realized you just needed to go in the complete opposite direction of where you were going before. You just need to turn around and go back and go the complete other way. That's okay. Like maybe the change that you need is totally drastic and it is, you know, a hundred percent different direction from where you were going. 
that's completely fine. It's still a pivot. So there is no failing in business. There's only pivoting. You're only changing direction to something that fits better for you. Okay. All right. So lesson three is that the people you surround yourself with are absolutely crucial. So to be completely honest, I truly don't know if I would still have my business right now as I'm recording this, if it were not for connecting with other small business owners. So within our shopping center, there are several other female entrepreneurs and we're all in like a text thread and we always chat with each other and support each other. And we have lovingly um, started to refer to ourselves as the queens. (laughs) Um, And I have leaned on these women so heavily. And when those hard days come, they are always there to listen. They offer guidance and support. And we also will bounce ideas off each other, you know, and just kind of get different creative ideas, different, you know, new perspectives. We've even co-hosted events together, or we can just offer each other a place to learn and grow. Um, And these women have just shown me new ways of thinking and new ways of doing things. And that has proved invaluable for both myself personally and within my business. And so having a support system that understands where you're at, kind of what you're going through, they're in the boat there with you. It's so vital to riding out those times when things just feel like they're falling apart, you know. But it's also just as important for those good times too because then you have someone who can celebrate your wins with you who truly gets it. Like they know what you went through. They know how hard it was and that when you have a win, they are right there beside you because they are like in those trenches with you and they know exactly what you're going through and they can celebrate that much more with you. So the journey of entrepreneurship can sometimes feel pretty lonely. I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. Sometimes we just feel like we're kind of on an island by ourselves, just working and digging and like just getting it done. And we lift our heads up from the sand and we, you know, kind of look around. We don't really see anyone around us. So finding people who are on a similar business path, who can inspire you and challenge you and support you all at the same time is vital. I know it has been so crucial for me. So I want to encourage you to try and find other people who are in the same boat with you, who are on a similar journey, who you can really relate to on that business um, and personal level, who can support you and help you and who in turn you can be there for a support as well. Um, and these people who, that, who you surround yourself with will be crucial to your uh, business success. All right. So lesson number four is that done is better than perfect. So as a recovering perfectionist, let me go ahead and tell you that this one is way easier said than done for me. Now I could put every excuse in front of finishing something when I first started my business. Like I could make an excuse that the fonts weren't right, or I didn't like the formatting, or that caption wasn't great, or the product tags weren't working, like any excuse under the sun, whatever it was, I could use it. But what I started to realize is that it was exactly that. It was an excuse. I was procrastinating because I was scared. It wasn't perfect. So I felt like it wasn't worth putting out into the world. I was afraid of judgment. I was afraid of it not being good enough of looking a certain way, you know, of looking unprofessional, whatever that is. And this is classic perfectionism. This is like perfectionism 101. And if this sounds like you, I would really encourage you to listen to the first episode of this podcast. It's called um, How to Get Started Even If You Don't Feel Ready. So it's really helping you um, just kind of jump off that cliff and take action even when you're feeling fear, even when you're feeling procrastination, um, and even if you're not feeling ready. And I will link that here in the show notes so that it's easy to find as well. And I noticed other business owners when I was looking around at other people, they would just like 
freaking take action. They would just do it. And I was always, I was like always taken aback by that. You know, when I first started, I was like, wait, what? You're not like pondering all these things. You're not sitting on it, chewing on it, thinking about it before you do it. They would just jump right in and they didn't care if all their ducks were in a row or if everything wasn't just perfectly aligned just so they just dove right in and they got the things done and that's when I started to realize done is always better than perfect you will always get better results from something that is put out into the world than something that is has been like nitpicked to perfection and is kind of put out there half-assed so if you find yourself making excuses for why you can't take action I encourage you to look at why what's really wrong with your work like is there truthfully something deeply wrong with it the truth is it's probably good enough to put out into the world or it's pretty darn close and you just need to maybe tweak it a little bit or just bite the bullet and do it and put it out there so lesson number four is that done is better than perfect all right guys hanging on there with me all right we are jumping into lesson number five so instead of worrying about what could go wrong imagine instead what could go right now this is one I will admit I am proactively working on myself so I catch myself all the time worrying about this thing or that thing or I'll be overthinking something or I'll wonder how I could do x with y and z still looming in the background so I I can spiral myself really quick into a deep dark hole of what ifs and you might be able to relate to that so you know you start to worry what if this doesn't arrive on time what if this doesn't make it to the customer what if they don't like it what if it doesn't work how it's supposed to you know Whatever your what ifs are, they can very easily suck you down when you let them and you can just spiral in that kind of pool of negativity and fear. So now instead, I am trying to implement a more empowering reframe into my business and it's really helped me. So I wanted to share it as one of my lessons today. So when you catch yourself in your what if spiral, try to reframe it. Let's think about it differently. So we're going to ask ourselves, instead of all those other negative what if questions, instead, we're going to ask, what if all of this went right? What if it arrives exactly as it's meant to? Or what if it makes it to the customer and they're obsessed with it? Or what if everything works out exactly as it's meant to and for the highest good for all? This one is a huge one. So I'm going to say it again. This has been a really powerful what if statement that has helped me a lot. What if everything works out exactly as it's meant to and for the highest good for all? So definitely steal that from me and use that as a what if statement for you to help um, combat whenever you're feeling that negative spiral of what ifs. Use your imagination and it can show you what all can go right rather than wrong. And this is just going to help to train your brain to look for what's right instead of what could go wrong. So getting your kind of moving yourself out of that fear-based mentality and looking towards a more abundant way of thinking and a more positive way of thinking of what could go right versus what could go wrong. And this is going to help you perform from a much more empowered place within your business. Okay, so lesson number five is instead of worrying about what could go wrong, imagine what could go right. And we're going to swap our negative what if statements for more empowering what if statements. Okay. All right. So lesson number six, when you're an entrepreneur, you don't work for a boss, you work for your customer. So let's let that one sink in. I'm going to say it one more time because I think this is really, really important. When you're an entrepreneur, you don't work for a boss. You work for your customer. 
So yes, being an entrepreneur means that you get to pursue a dream. I will never talk that down. Like I think entrepreneurship is amazing and so wonderful and it's just like I will never downplay that. But I think it's important to note, especially when you're starting out, realize that, you know, it is still work and you do still have someone to answer to. You're not answering to a boss anymore, but you are answering to your customers directly. So you work very hard every single day to make your customer happy, right? So you're keeping them at the forefront of your mind with every business decision that you make, every product that you create or carry, or, you know, whatever that framework is in your business. So if you're not putting your customer first, if you're not doing everything you can to make them happy, you might not have a very successful business, you know? So yes, while you don't have a boss to report to, and let me tell you, that fires me up. I think it's amazing. Again, like I said, you know, not having a boss has been something very empowering for me personally. Turns out I don't really like authority, which is (laughs) something I've learned about myself along this journey. But you do still have customers and clients that you're serving you know, instead. So just always keeping that at the forefront of your mind. Yes, you are not working for a boss, but you are working for your customer. They come first and you're doing everything in your power to make them happy and make them walk away from your business feeling better and just served so highly as a result of being in contact with you. So lesson number six, when you're an entrepreneur, you don't work for a boss, but you do work for your customer. Okay. All right. Lesson number seven is not everyone will like you. Now, this one is a bit of a hard pill to swallow. And especially if you're a people pleaser like me, ugh, it is tough. And it's so hard when you get a bad review or if you receive negative feedback. Like I completely understand that can be so hard to take, especially when you're an entrepreneur and you've poured your whole heart into, you know, this thing that you've created. But just know it will happen. And that's because you just can't be everyone's cup of tea. It's literally impossible. Your business is not meant for everyone. Not everyone will love you. And I once heard a quote and I just thought it was so powerful and impactful. So I'm going to share that with you. I don't know who said it, so I can't give credit, um, unfortunately. But I still wanted to share it with you that uh, the quote says, if everyone likes you, no one will love you. And whenever I had heard, I heard this years ago and it just always stuck with me. I thought that was so powerful. So to be a successful business, you have to be loved by that core audience. You know, you have that ride or die group of people who is always going to, they like love what you put out. They're obsessed with your brand and your business. And in order to cultivate that and to grow that and to really have that audience of people who love you, you can't be a huge mass market thing that appeals to literally everyone under the sun. It's just impossible. So that means by cultivating and growing that core audience of people who love you, that naturally there will be outliers, there will be other people who won't like you. And that's completely okay. So just getting used to the uncomfortable fact that not everyone will always like you will help to take the sting away when it comes up. Now, of course, we want to be inclusive. We want to make everyone who comes in contact with us to feel welcome. That's not what I'm saying. But just know that there will be situations that you come across where someone is just not going to resonate with your brand or with your business or with your message. And that's fine. They're going to be able to go on and find someone else, another business, another product, another service that better serves them. And that's a perfect match for them. So it, it does end up working out the best for everyone um, when someone doesn't perfectly resonate with you and your business. They can go on and find someone who's better suited to meet their needs with 
their business, okay? So lesson number seven, not everyone will like you. Lesson number eight, you never know it all. So I have invested in multiple courses and I cannot even tell you how many books I've read (laughs) to hone my skills and my knowledge since starting my business. And that's not even to mention the never-ending list of podcasts that I listen to. I have made learning a priority. I realized that whenever I received my diploma, when I walked across that stage from my college graduation, my learning did not end. If anything, it needs to continue even more so now because every day I'm presented with new challenges and I have to grow myself and I have to adapt as an entrepreneur. So I have made learning an absolute priority within my life and within my business. So I encourage you to be a student forever. Be hungry and keep learning because you you never know it all. And especially in this day and age, everything's changing so rapidly. So you must be open to continuing to learn or you could easily fall behind. So I would challenge you to take a course or read a new book or maybe get coaching, whether that's one-on-one or in a group or just talk to others in your industry, you know, or maybe uh, grab coffee with someone who's one step ahead of you and get some feedback and advice. Just continue to learn in any way that's feasible and possible for you right now and continue to grow and continue to do better. Thinking that you know everything can stunt your business's growth. You just never know it all and there's gonna all there's always going to be more to learn. So approaching your business with this mindset is just really going to help you be ready for anything that comes your way and you'll be able to easily change and adapt and grow no matter what comes at you, all right? All right, so lesson eight is that you never know it all. Now we'll move into lesson number nine. Um, A business is a lot like an ocean. So what I mean by that is that the tide is going to rise and fall and that you can count on within your business. There will be days when the tide is high with success and joy and lots of sales and you're just feeling on top of the world and everything's working out perfectly. And you can ride those waves of good feelings and you can enjoy that rush of growth and excitement. And that's so great. And you definitely want to ride that and feel that and just like embrace it within your business. But just know that the tide will inevitably go back out and you will hit challenges. You're going to hit dips in sales. You're going to come across feelings of like, what the actual heck am I doing? I can't do this. I'm tired. I'm over it. You know, whatever that looks like for you. And a storm might hit, you know, while that tide is out, maybe a storm will hit in the form of an unhappy customer or a frustrating encounter with a vendor, you know, whatever that is. Just know this in advance. Prepare for those low tides. Know that they will come. And recognizing when you're in one can help you sail through it much better because after that low tide, the tide always comes back in and there will always be a high tide behind it. And get excited because you know that that high tide is on its way back in for you, okay? So lesson number nine is that business is a lot like the ocean. All right, so those are my nine lessons that I have that I've learned in two years since opening our storefront, which is just still so surreal and crazy to think about. Um, So I hope that these have been helpful for you. And just to recap, I know this has been a lot of information kind of packed into one episode. So I'm going to go back over what those nine lessons are just really quickly um, so that you can have that in your pocket um, to just look back over. All right, so lesson number one. It's less about hitting your goals and more about who you're becoming along the way. Lesson number two, there is no failing, only pivoting. Number three, 
The people you surround yourself with are crucial. Number four, done is always better than perfect. Number five, instead of worrying about what could go wrong, imagine instead what could go right and use more empowering what-if statements. Number six, when you're an entrepreneur, you don't work for a boss. You work instead for your customer. Number seven, not everyone will like you. Number eight, you never know it all. You can always continue to learn. And number nine, a business is a lot like the ocean with high tides and low tides. All right, guys, those are my lessons that I've learned since starting our business. And I'm just so grateful that you have taken the time to listen to this today. I hope so, so deeply that this has helped you, that it's resonated with you, and that it can serve you in some way, no matter where you are in your business journey. And here is to our continued growth as we learn on our feet together. All right, guys. So thank you so much for listening today. And I hope that you have a beautiful um, rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in today. If you loved what you heard, please consider leaving a review and send to a friend who could benefit from something that you learned. If you'd like to connect further, you can visit my website at kalinastormer.com or find me on Instagram at kalinastormer. And lastly, if you'd like to check out my own small business, a specialty dog boutique, you can visit hunterandjune.co.